From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition, episode 353, for the week of October 9th, 2014. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan that perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello everyone, welcome to the show. I'm your host Tom Ballin. I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Mary Jill Malata-Willie, and Michael Bowling. In this week's show, Nancy continues her in-depth look at shopping at the Disneyland Resort, and we talk about your favorite foods. All that plus this week's news, roundtable rapid fire, and our Diz Sports throughout the week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello everyone. Hello. Hey. How was hey there, everyone's hi there, weekend, there. week and weekend, and it was hot at the Disneyland Resort? Yes, it was. Oh, my goodness. You, um, you were there on the hottest day of the week, Tom. I Yes, I, it was. Um, heat-related story. We, we went to, to go to Mickey and the Magical Map at 3.30 in the afternoon, and it was closed, due, or they canceled it due to the heat. Wow. This was Friday, yeah. Well, I did little spot melt. Apparently. Well, you know what? We were walking along in California Adventure today, and they had a little security perimeter at the entrance to Cars Land, and there was somebody down on the ground. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. People dropping like flies. Um, The last heat spell, we were there, and there was somebody that dropped at uh, Haunted Mansion. Oh, that's right, when we were in the queue. That's right, you were there, yeah. Yeah, so... Hydrate, folks. Hydrate. One and cocktail, one water. One cocktail, one water. Hydrate. And cover your heads. <laughs> What'd you say, Mary Jo? And cover your heads. And cover your heads, yes, yep. exactly. Put your head between your knees and your- <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Stop, stop. Wear a cap or something because that, that sun just beats down and people don't realize. It does. You're right. Um, let's uh, put out one uh, Mickey's Halloween party update. Every day is sold out except October 29th, and who knows by the time this show goes up, that might be sold out too. But uh, yeah, they, they it is sold, sold, sold out. So it, every night's going to be busy. Speaking uh, of Mickey's Halloween, Halloween yeah, was something I saw at the park today, which I thought was highly unusual, hmm. is that they're actually selling. All three of Mm -hmm. the last and current, well, including the current Mm -hmm. styles of Halloween popcorn bucket. And and they're selling them at different locations, right? Yes. Like, I saw the Mickey Ghost at the popcorn stand outside of Elias and Company. In California Adventure. In California Adventure, yes. Wow. And then I saw the Hatbox Ghost actually at the popcorn stand in front of the castle. I saw that at Frontierland, too, I think. Yeah, it's it's just unusual. And then, of course, as we mentioned on last week's show, the Zero in his little doghouse is back in New Orleans Square. But, yeah, yeah. I was very, very surprised. You know what I missed, though? I missed the Demi hmm. Toss. They still, still nothing, the huh? Okay. When, so, I, when I was but, getting my Zero popcorn bucket, a woman in front of me bought $100 worth of them. So I asked Carol to go on eBay <laughs> and said, okay, how much are they going for? And yeah, those little suckers are um, about going for about $30 wow. on eBay. That's crazy. I yeah. hate when people take advantage like that. I know, I know. Yeah. So I was there this weekend with some friends. It was gay days this weekend, unofficial, unofficial quote-unquote gay days. Tom, which has, do you have an announcement to make? 
No, which I was. They're going to give me a T-shirt next year that says "Token." Yeah. Um, I saw that. That was very cute. So, but I, I use unofficial. But we were chatting earlier that this event has become more and more official. Yes. Um, back in back in the olden days, they would olden days. They would. Well, they have a uh, give, pe- sign give people yeah have signs and give people shirts that weren't red and. Yeah. And then, you know, more recently, they didn't do that, but they wouldn't publicize it much. They would maybe have, they w- it was more subtle. They would make sure they had their red t-shirts or the rainbow t-shirts prominently in, in the, um, in the stores and make sure they had a good supply of the rainbow Mickey pins and things like that. They would have a rainbow cookie in the bakery, but it wouldn't be in your face. Yep. This year, oh my um, gosh! Yes, I mean they not, had a special a special pizza in um, at Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta. Mm-hmm. They had a rainbow cake. They had rainbow yep, cookies. Yeah, rainbow cake at the um, at the where was the rainbow cake? Rainbow cake was at the Pacific the, uh, Wharf Pacific Wharf Cafe, Cafe. And Plaza Inn, I believe. What, what was this pizza? What was special about the pizza? Oh my gosh! It, oh, it sounded really good. I took a picture of it. Hang on, I'm climbing over my equipment. Then they also had a, 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 a which a mason jar mug. Yes, we have. We got one of the mason rainbow jar mickeys. Mugs. Oh, yeah. it's so cute too, and it's an insulated style. It okay. was really it, nice. It, where it's got like a wall of air in between the drink and the outside wall. It's a really nice what, little mug. And what was the mason jar mug? I mean, did it? I think a, it had yeah. like a slushy or something in it, right? Mm, but was it? No, what you made could get it, it in any drink. Oh no, it had it had rainbow mickeys around it. Yeah. Oh, okay. It had a, it had yeah, rainbow it had, mickeys, yeah. red lid, and blue straw. It was very cute. Because um, I, I think when I was there, I saw some shirts even that had mm-hmm. Mickey with the rainbow right, right. in yeah. the background and stuff. Okay, so the pizza was a sausage pizza. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? Yes, it was. It was sausage, a special sausage pizza made with smoked bratwurst, sautéed onions, Ooh, potatoes, mustard cream sauce, and sauerkraut. Mm. So it was like Ew, kind of an Oktoberfest kind of pizza. Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was Oktoberfest. It was kind of an Oktoberfest, but it had little rainbows. No, it had little rainbows on the sign. Oh, okay. Indicating it was a special gay days only pizza. Weird. Interesting. Okay. Uh, But then, you know... It looked really good, actually. They had events going on all over the resort where meets and pictures and, and things like that. But they were also doing things at the Disneyland Hotel. They had... One of the convention spaces there. And then now we're talking official stuff. D23 mm-hmm. sponsored a talk with Bob Gurr. I think that's awesome. So, yeah. yeah I mean, being gay in Walt's um, mm-hmm. oh, what, Wonderland. So, I mean, that's an official Disney, uh, official arm of Disney. Mm-hmm. So now they, I mean, they've yeah. basically acknowledged the event and i think if you join d23 that day you got a d23 rainbow logo Mm -hmm. and i think you got a um you got a a dumbo pin a free dumbo pin nice nice but i i mean i had a great time we 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 laughed and drank and went on rides and it 
I was I was saying earlier that it reminded me of Dapper Day. It's like people getting together, going to the park. Mm-hmm. It you know, like minded people enjoy, just enjoying themselves as a group, and it was just it was just fun. I had, I don't think I'd ever I've been there during that weekend, but not experienced you know some of the things that were going on. And it was really fun. Well, you know, it's fun in the same way that like Dapper Days and other yeah. and and Bats Days just being a, in the being fact, a part of the group in the yeah in the fact that all the groups pass by each other, they say hi. Mm-hmm. You know, people are recognized by you know either the thematics of what they're wearing right. or it, it was just it was so nice seeing the families right come out. Well, and one 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 of the people I was with said. Yeah, this is the only difference between this and a regular day at Disneyland is the red shirts because yeah, um, more and more often it's 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 more socially acceptable for guys to be holding hands in the park or and your know, families to and be coming out coming out in the parks you know, that are gay, and so it's not as it's not as when when you get to gay days it's like oh okay you know. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the cool things. Yeah, that it's and, really not about the shock the shock value. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the early days. Right. Exactly. In exactly. the early days, when when people wanted to stand up for their rights. Right. Yeah. One of the yeah, cool. I things mean, like, I see, I saw a few. F- I'm sorry. Go ahead, Marja. I was going to say one of the cool things that I think is before the only time that people would affectionately um, or show affection to each other would be on gay days, mm-hmm. right? But now right. you go to Disneyland and it's no big thing. You can see right. uh, a guy and a girl holding hands or a guy and a guy holding hands. And right. when I go there, I just think, oh, how cool that's, that um, people can come and just relax and enjoy themselves without having to feel judged, you know. Exactly. Exactly. I wonder if there are any proposals that day. Hmm. Uh, that would have been. has to have been. There, I mean, because, you know. You know, like like Mary Jo was saying, it's so much more acceptable. That right. would be a very romantic thing to do mm-hmm. on that day mm-hmm. in but front of the castle so that they've desecrated with with those iron railings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about that soon. <laughs> you had to get it in there, didn't you? Just like chickens. Go, go ahead and talk about that. My chickens are fine, by the, the way. The, the, I, I did. I <laughs> never. I didn't see the railings. You got a good look at them. Um, yes, I the did. New, there's new rail, more new railings at the in fact, Castle. In fact, I actually, if you guys want to look in your folder, I actually um, loaded it up in the Buena Vista Street shopping folder. So for my show, my uh, show segment later today, which you guys might want to tune into on iTunes, I took actually okay. about. Just tell us about the railing. Come on. <laughs> anyway, as in Tom's newsletter this week, you'll see pictures of this of this said. Criminalist, criminalistic railing. It's it could be said to be vaguely hidden Mickey-ish, but it's a sturdy, hefty industrial railing with little circles in the ironwork, um, sitting atop a fairly freshly looking stone wall slash faux stone wall. Now what they've done is they've removed those little sitting benches and they've made areas where you can stand around the little flagpoles. So you can actually <laughs> get that's your what body you, really do, yeah. you can actually get your body around the flagpole, but it's definitely not low enough anymore. So what parents to so look what's over gonna happen? So what's gonna happen are parents are gonna lift up their kids to look over there and then that's when they're gonna fall into the water. 
And they'll impale themselves on those ugly, ghastly little iron railings. <laughs> well, no, there's no sticky uppy pointies. It's it's very roundelish. The thing is, is that my issue, besides that, this is all ridiculous because of the mm-hmm. the small number of children that have plummeted to their deaths. <laughs> How many is drawbridge. that again? Zero, oh, zero, zero okay, in fifty nine yes. years. Yeah. Is that is that it doesn't it clashes with the ugly filigree railing they left <laughs> after the 50th anniversary uh, and there's nothing unusual or whimsical this is not a specially designed railing they went out to some railings are us store and got these things and it's just sad actually sad, i didn't sad, really sad, see sad. any filigree railing it's that the, big the old, old ones. thing along yeah, the, the front yeah. that looks plastic that's uh-huh. uh, you know the top where um they launched some fireworks up oh, there up at the, the windows. Top of the ca- oh, on the windows of the yeah. castle. See, I didn't yeah. even yeah. think about it in relationship to the castle. I just looked at it for it, and it's pretty consistent. The extra heavy fence on the drawbridge kind of sucks rocks, but... Yeah, but, you know, that sort of blends in. I don't like it either, but... That's very crisscrossy, and these this is all very, you know, full of circles and straight lines and... It, they, the two railings don't match well, but they did put a little gold knob on the corner ends, like it. Oh it, well, then. Oh, well, okay. that makes all the difference. A, on little corner ends, but, but still, it's not that ugly. I mean, it's not her. It could be worse. It could be worse. Disneyland. It could be worse. Right at Disneyland, it should. That's the sixty. That's not good enough. No. Yeah. No. I didn't think it was all that ugly. I actually thought it was fairly coordinated and kind of pretty. I don't know. Not as pretty as it could be, but it was a a better choice than some they could have made. But it's a nice, smooth-topped railing. It's not not scalloped. It's not anything. It's got a nice, smooth top on it. I hope birds sit along it and poop all over it, and it becomes a big, huge problem, and they have to take it out. (laughs) Ooh! That's not going to bring your weedies this morning. I am just just tired of all this ridiculous lawyer. You you know, we have to trying to save ourselves from ourselves. I mean, this is it's ridiculous. I mean, look at what's left of Tom Sawyer Island. I mean, they shut down so much there because, you know, far be it from little Johnny or Susie to cut themselves. I mean, or scratch or bruise themselves. I mean, this is ludicrous. I mean, why don't we just wrap kids up in bubble wrap, you know, and bounce them along the paths? I'm still glad there are people around around here who still let their kids under nine years of age sit on a sheep and ride them. Oh, no, don't let our state legislators know that. Hey, They'll man, it's a good it. county fair kind of thing to do. <laughs> All right, How uh, just take it away. hope for hope everybody by now has signed up for the Arizona meet that is October twenty fourth and twenty fifth in Phoenix. If uh, you aren't able to go, you still have an opportunity to bid on some of the auction items. And so we will have a link in the show notes. They've set up an online auction uh, so you can pre-bid on some of the great merchandise and items that we that they're offering for the meet. So that's kind of cool. 
That's very cool. So everybody can everybody can participate, even oh, if you're not going to be there. But why aren't you there? Really, it's going to be fun. Yes. I know. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm sorry. We ahead. aren't expecting it to be as huge as the New England meet that just raised like twenty grand. Oh yeah! Wow! Congratulations! Congratulations! Wow! Really? Congratulations! Nice job. Yeah. Last I heard, it was twenty-one thousand. Amazing. Amazing, yep. uh, you know, but it's gonna job. for our first starter meet out here on the West Coast. I think we're gonna be great. Yep. I'm really looking forward to it. So yeah, Arizona in autumn, they'll be writing songs about this. So you have to be there. <laughs> I got a couple of things in the parks this week for the from the media events. I'm gonna go. Then they're haunted mansion related, so it's perfect for October. So I'm gonna donate those in, and we have a, have, a picture have that's. Uh, autographed by Dave Alvincino. We have that and something else that he's donating. Mm-hmm. So, an autograph, stuff. an autograph print from Dave Alvincino. Cool. Is that in the That's not on the list yet, is it? Um, I don't know if it's on the. I haven't looked at the list, okay. but okay. it's it's sitting in my room. So. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I have to photograph my stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But it's wonderful things from the Lasseter Winery, mm-hmm. which is priceless autograph posters from John Lasseter that I framed. Bid starting Ooh. at five million dollars. That's okay. right. Five million billion dollars. <laughs> yes. Any other housekeeping? I've got oh, a guess what I saw in the parks today. Um, Mickey Mouse. No, I did see Oswald though. Nice. Ooh. And he was actually uh, taking a group shot with one of the uh, Disneyland street gangs, the uh, the Lucky oh, Rabbits. Nice. And they were all oh, taking pictures because they've got nice. him on the back of their jackets and everything. But no, I saw holiday shirts. That's right. Winter holiday shirts. Oh, already? Christmas ornament shirts, Christmas package <laughs> shirts, Mickey Sanier shirts. I tweeted them out today. I saw them. They're, they're actually very, very nice. I had a hard time deciding Lord, between the white and the black. We, and they're, they're, they're not go even fast. done with Halloween and they're already having their Christmas stuff out. I know. I'm sitting there going, oh my god, and they didn't have very many of them either. And so they're going to go fast. People were coming over and looking at them. And in fact, Disneyland today retweeted my my comment that they were definitely going to go fast. <laughs> so, so there you go. Well, yeah, I. That's a really good point, Nancy. I think if somebody sees something now that they like, even though the holidays are in a while, get it now because the next time you go to the Disneyland Resort, it might not be there. Uh-huh. I've done that in the past, and you know, said, okay, yep. well, I'm coming in a couple of weeks, and I'll pick it up then. And nope. Yeah, I went looking for a red shirt Friday night and couldn't find the one I wanted. <laughs> you didn't wear oh, your man. bulldog one? No. Aww. Yeah, that would be kind of confusing. Have a red shirt that was a sports theme. Um, hey. did, did you have a housekeeping, Mirja? I had a couple of really quick ones. Okay, go um, Just wanted to tell everybody, we have a, a thread on the board by Sherry E., who's our one of our Disneyland moderators. Sherrod Edie, and she has it. It's called Halloween Time at Disney DLR Super Thread Number Four. Halloween Time has begun. If you haven't seen that thread yet, I highly recommend it. She has so many links and information, everything you could want to know about the celebrating the Halloween time at the Disneyland Resort. She even has links to the podcast that Tom and Michael did 
regarding um, the Mickey's Halloween party. So she she keeps up to date on a lot of that her stuff. So um, hopefully we'll have a link in our show notes for that one. I just wanted to bring your attention if you haven't seen it yet. And then, um, you know, Tom hosts, I think Tom hosts chat every Wednesday night. I'm but we, typically there, yes. Okay, Tom's typically there. But I thought I'd try something new where on the first Wednesday of each month we'll have trivia night. So we had trivia night and our winners, our winner, high winner was Lori, Lori who goes by Briar Rose on the Diz. <clears throat> what did Lori win? She won her pick of a Disney pin that I'm going to get at Disneyland for her. Ooh, there's and prizes. Then, yep, there's actually prizes and maybe something else. And then second place was Kelly. And Kelly is from Alaska. So it was a lot of fun talking to her. And yeah. she tells us that she and her daughter Kelsey listen to the show. So shout out to Kelly and Kelsey. And she goes by Yupik Gal. Um, and Yupik is... Um, I believe it's keeping it real. We, we said it's keeping it real, but it means uh, genuine in um, the Eskimo language, which I forgot what it's called. Inuit? Yes. Inuit. Yes. Yeah. So, so on Disc Cruise 2.0, party at Kelly and Kelsey's yes, house? exactly. You know, yeah, that's like what that. I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> well, they but, um, at least have to come down to the ship and meet us. Yeah. <laughs> Well, well, we'll we'll see. What Depending in, on what part of the Alaska, in, yeah, if if we're near one of their yeah. abodes, um, I think she said she's a gnome, but I'm not sure. Oh not dear sure. lord! But um, she'll she'll re- she'll correct us at our next chat, <laughs> and she's coming out to Disneyland. So I'm I think in November she said. So I'm really looking forward to meeting up with them, hopefully. But um, she got second place, and then my trips and races. Who has? traveled around the world doing um different marathons or yeah. i don't know if my trips and races does 10ks or marathons or what but they've raced all over the world and so talking to that person in chat was just really interesting as well as our other uh fun people so come join us on wednesday nights i'm sorry that was a little bit long but i just wanted to give shout oh, out that's to okay. our winners and i think that's george right that's my trips and trips and races i don't yeah, know yeah i think so yeah but, um, that sounds right, maybe. Yeah. Because she races all the. Yeah, I think that's. Who yeah, George Gensler. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's George. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that, and I'm friends with George. I know so much. <laughs> we travel together. I mean, dear lord. <laughs> well, well, she, she waited. She waited up for chat. Yeah, because and and it was so funny because she said, "Well, I'm only going to play a little bit because I'm really <laughs> tired and." And I was only going to have uh, trivia for half an hour. We played the whole hour. And there was chatting in between. So it was just right. really fun. It was a, yeah. it was really nice. So that's going to be on the first Wednesdays of each month if we can. Hopefully we can uh, keep it going. Excellent. So. We'll have to figure out different theme nights to alternate and get people in that chat room. Because the chat room is there for everybody to use. And it's, it's kind of underutilized. So I'd like to see people come and ask questions or if there's, you know... Any anybody can pop in and and do that. So it's it's Wednesday nights, uh, nine p.m. Pacific. So it's a great place to um, plan. We, should we start it earlier, Mary Jo? Or is nine good? Well, isn't I mean, the it, other the, the other the East Coast is still chatting at eight, aren't they? I don't know that they stay that late. They start at six Pacific. 
We can try. We can. Okay. We can. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll talk yeah. about it. Um, let's see. What else do we need to talk? Uh, do you have a housekeeping, Michael? I do. Okay, I go have ahead. A couple. Uh, one thing, since you're talking about Halloween, I was, uh, you know, Hallmark had their little ornament premiere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, their, their ornament of the weekend was uh, Zero in his doghouse, nice. which Ooh. I'm sure those are on eBay. Mm-hmm. And, but... I saw at our Hallmark store, they had, you know that old game Operation? Yeah. They have, yeah. A, they have a Nightmare Before Christmas one that it, you operate yep. on Oogie Boogie. <laughs> and you take out bugs and bats That's and awesome. things like that. So I thought, you know, if you're going to play with kids and have like a Halloween party, that might be worth seeking out, you know, and getting that. And it's you it know- just looked cute. For years, they've been doing, like, the special editions of, you know, Life and, and Monopoly and, and all these different game operations. They did a Cars operation, too, and I think, didn't they do a Stitch operation once upon a time, too? Like, you had the monster, you had Stitch in there. But they're really fun. I mean, I think one of the games that I always regretted never buying was when Monsters, Inc. came out the first time. They did a um, a Monsters, Inc. game of life. And it was yeah. all took place in, in Monster World. Or in the Monster Universe. Monstropolis? In Monstropolis, yes. Monstropolis. Monster World. Sheesh. Anyway, hey, man. Kind of Disneyland podcast. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> My. <laughs> I'm, I'm noticing that they have a uh, thankful Donald for Thanksgiving, so at least something before Christmas. Mm. Uh, Almost as nice as the Texas boots they have up there. <laughs> nice. Did you have so, more, Michael? I did. Okay. It does. <laughs> um, October is the uh, fifth anniversary of the Walt Disney Family Museum, and in rapid fire, I'll talk a little more about that. And it's also the first anniversary since uh, Diane Disney mm. Miller passed away. And... On Saturday, I was at the Walt Disney Family Museum for a special event. And one of the things I was able to do is I had, there was a tea that was for about two dozen members. And at my table, I sat with two of Walt's grandchildren and then the author, uh, Mindy Johnson of the book, um, Tinkerbell and Evolution. Mm-hmm. And, and, and the whole day event sort of revolved around, around that book. But it, it was just so nice. Uh, you know, I sat and chatted with the grandchildren. All of the tea services and all that uh, belong to Joanna, who now is, is pretty much the face of the family at the museum. And she, uh, she collects teacups and and sets, and so all of these teacups are all hers, which made me very nervous handling these, these <laughs> fine china. Oh, wow. But but we just sat and we chatted about her grandfather and sort of swapped stories and talked about her parents, you know, Diane and and Ron Miller, and we it was just so lovely and also Walt's great grandchild uh, was also there one of his great grandchildren and it was just so nice because they are they're just I've met several of the family members they are all so lovely I mean they're they're charming they're they have wonderful manners they certainly they're very unassuming Uh, one of the granddaughters that I spoke with I talked with her about her father and sort of his historical significance in the company and we we it was funny and, and i don't want to share too much because i don't think they expected to be on the show although i did 
tell them I was on the show. And they, you know, when I, I discussed how I felt, you know, he, he, his legacy has sort of been misrepresented. And that, you know, he was so significant to keeping that company together after Walt's passing. And I said, you know, he he had so many innovations that he was prevented from doing and people don't know that and then both at the same time and i've mentioned this on the show both at the same time we said card walker and she said you know how did card walker get away with uh, scott clean because it was really card walker that stopped ron miller from bringing the innovations into the studios into animation into the parks that he wanted card was very much what would walt do and didn't want to deviate from that. Uh. And when, and then when Ron finally was able to get innovation started, he was removed from his position and Michael Eisner took credit for a lot of the innovations. And, you know, she talked about the effect that had on her father and the family. And wow. it, and it was, it was just very interesting. And she talked about, how really her father was the rock in the family during the tragedy of, of um, you know, her mother's injury from the fall and, and then her ultimate passing that if, that he got the family through it. And, um, it was just, it was just a, a very nice afternoon. But, you know, they're, they're, they're the nicest people. You, they, they, if you had them to your home, you would, you know, it would, you'd feel relaxed and comfortable, could chat with them about anything. Certainly not the, um, celebrities that we read about so much or see on TV and all of that, even though they easily could be, because look at who they are. Look at the, what their last name is. I mean, just, um, you know, Walt raised, Walt and Lillian raised their family right. Mary Jo, and, didn't you uh, get that feeling also when you went to the that restaurant? Oh, the Bel Air Bar and Grill. Yeah, yeah. Susan, Susan Disney Lord, um, wonderful person and and so altruistic. Mm -hmm. um, I think you could say is is truly a. It seemed to me that their family had things together, and that they promoted giving to the community and and thinking of others and family first. I I. Again, just a, another warm person. Yeah, I, I, I think the whole family. Yeah, <laughs> I think the, I think the whole family. Everyone I've met in the family is that way. And yeah. Ron Miller is a gentleman in that traditional sense of the word, and and has a great sense of humor. But uh, so w that's just one of the special things about the Walt Disney Family Museum is not only learning about Walt's legacy, but having these opportunities to meet people who worked with Walt, but also meeting um, Walt's family. And and I, I in a future segment, I'll, I'll talk more about this event I went to because it was um, a very special event. But um, the, so that's what I did very cool. you know, on Saturday. Really nice. Really nice. Um, we kind of alluded to it, the Royal Caribbean Alaska cruise with the Disney Dreams Unlimited Travel. I believe that's still available to book. That is June 12th of 2015 on the Jewel of the Seas out of Seattle, Washington. Uh, we'd love to see you all there. We will all be there for a cruise on a, Dis, a Disney uh, Diz cruise on this coast, which is kind of cool. Mm -hmm. uh, any other housekeeping? No? Good. Okay. Um, 
Uh, Tony's not with us today, so I will handle the news duties. A couple quick stories. The Mickey's Fun Wheel at Disney <laughs> California Adventure malfunction, malfun- malfunctioned. Wow, malfunctioned, malfunctioned last That's week. <laughs> Stranding riders for two hours. Uh, it's not clear how the ride broke down. How hot was it that day? Yeah, probably. Uh, ride was closed, and of course, 4 p.m. to 6 p.m., it was 6 p.m. before the uh, workers were able to manually restart it. However, no injuries were reported. Uh, let's see. And didn't they give them ice cream bars? Like, <laughs> sure. I think they gave them <laughs> bottled water, ice cream bars, and, and a, a day pass. An, uh, As the riders exited the gondolas, park employees handed them bottles of water, ice cream, souven- souvenirs, woo, and park hoppers to use another day. Uh, according to Larry Sanchez... 54 of I'm not sure where it felt like it was 100 degrees in that gondola he was oh visiting gosh. the park with family members and two including two young granddaughters who slept through the incident um, and and you know so what, up at up at the higher levels you get the wind in those things which makes it even a little bit scarier but nobody was injured I mean these things happen yeah yeah so they just got to get in there and manually manually turn crank it so I was wondering how they got them down. I w- I'm assuming they would is I would assume they would just manually crank it and. That's what I understand is that they yeah. they did that and some people were wondering why it took so long for them to to crank them down, but like you said, Tom, things happen and I'm <coughs> sure they were. The last thing they want to do is is have their guests stuck up there. You right. Know? Right. So. In other happy news, <laughs> Mrs. Knott's Chicken Restaurant was. Closed to, uh, was temporarily shut down by health officials recently after a routine inspection found a cockroach cockroach infestation in critical yeah. food areas. Oh, uh, it's yeah. a major violation, according to Deanne Thompson from the Orange County Health Care Agency. Uh, apparently, what happened is it was actually not in a food prep area; it was in like a storage area, utility area. Uh, by the re- by, the end of the evening, the restaurant was reopened again. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, I mean they they sprayed they sprayed and and yeah the the everything was gone. So um, it was just closed for basically one evening and we reopened again. So nothing um, like uh, no Im- no say, no. Hey. It was no impact on the on the food prep or the guest dining areas. It was just a utility area. Still, still uh, you. But you know hmm. what? <clears throat> I mean, every what restaurant, restaurant has got never had. Yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah. I was in a restaurant and a cockroach climbed up the wall next to me one time. Yeah, exactly. It happens so, with yep. exactly like with ride breaking rides breaking down. It happens. Yeah. Have you ever seen the film Joe's Apartment? No. no. Yes. Oh, yes. it's it's worth seeing. It is <laughs> singing read- and dancing cockroaches. <laughs> it, it's it's pretty awesome. Either. It's hilarious. Speaking of restaurants at Knott's Berry Farm, did you hear that the Pinks is closing at Knott's Berry Farm? Thank you for taking my rapid fire. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Get the news. Time now. for rapid fires. <laughs> Let's Don't go to Mary Joe. <laughs> Don't go to Mary Joe. Hey Mary, let, yeah, let's let's let some Mary Joe go first. Shake Speaking things up a little. Speaking of Knott's Farm, yeah, good. <laughs> Speaking of Knott's Berry Farm, um, Pink's Hot Dogs is going out, or actually, they closed already. Yes. And they are going to be replaced by 
the cable car kitchen at Knott's Berry Farm, and they're going to be serving um, sandwiches. Okay. Um, hot and cold sandwiches. That's going to range from seven ninety nine for a la carte or fourteen ninety nine for combos. And they are saying that their sandwiches are going to be piled high. It's going to be a gourmet sandwich shop. And I believe that it has, by the time of this podcast, it'll already have opened. Very cool. So, actually, I'm kind of glad. Well, let me just, yeah. it says that um, they're at breakfast, they're going to have pastries, baked goods, donuts, and coffee. Mm-hmm. They'll have European sidewalk sandwiches, meat pies on tap for lunch. And they'll also be... Um, baking fresh bread to take home or to eat there, you know, for their sandwiches. And um, they're going to be, their signature items will include a house pastrami, meatball, open faced turkey sandwich, and a carne asada torta. They'll also what have a, a, carne, a carne asada torta. Uh, uh. <laughs> Perfectly fine the first time. <laughs> Smart butt for for you non Spanish speaking people. But um, carne asada torta that's going to be really good. A torta is kind of like a a thick bread, and it's a Mexican style sandwich. It's really good. And then they're I, and I wonder where they got this idea, but they're going to have a modern twist on their American grilled cheese. It's going to be stuffed with macaroni and cheese. So mm. it's going to be uh, hearty and filling sandwiches there and and i'm kind of you know I, I know that they had pinks there and pinks is popular but they also have pinks at universal studios yeah they have two pinks at universal they have one in city yeah. walk and one inside the park so. we so, ate it both of them yes we did <laughs> and and i the know one, it was the, good go ahead Tom. go ahead michael well the one at city walk has uh, more uh, a more varied menu than the one inside the park okay and this is going to be a the, the former Pink's, that's now the Cable Car Kitchen, it's actually on the outside of the park. So if you want to avoid Mrs. Knott's Chicken Restaurant now for any Chicken any and cockroaches. Reason, <laughs> yeah, her crunchy chicken. You can uh, go here and have these gourmet sandwiches. They also will have a poor po' boy uh, fried chicken sandwich. That's And they're made with a house baked bread. So, yum. When I'm done with my cleanse, this is on my... Uh, list of places I really <laughs> want to go try. <laughs> awesome. Thanks for Thank sharing you, about that cleanse there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's my chicken at Mrs. Knott's. <laughs> All right, Michael. All right. Well, October is a big month at the Walt Disney Family Museum. As I mentioned earlier, this is the celebration of their fifth anniversary. And they're doing different things each week. So, for example, in the first week, the film of the month was Peter Pan that I got to see. It's nice to see it on the big screen again. And their celebration was that week was really Tinkerbell. And the Mark Davis exhibit, which is closing November 3rd. So be sure you get there to see Mark Davis and his femme fatales. See the real Maleficent there. Um, in the second week of October, which is this week, the film of the month is The Best of Mickey Mouse. And there you, it's a compilation of shorts featuring America's favorite mouse and ambassador of the Walt Disney Company that shows several times a day. And it is all the films are free with museum admission and are also free to members. Um, also, for their Spotlight Talks, they're 
It's uh, oh, the open studio, I should say, is storyboarding and animatics. So you practice the process of drawing out your own storyboards to show the action in animated scenes, then turn your drawings into an animatic. I'm not entirely sure what an animatic is. It looks, from the photo they have on their site, it looks like it's like a little flip book kind of thing. Okay, the special talk this month is... A talk on the Walt Disney Family Museum from Dream to Reality that is talking about the crucial period of project development for the Walt Disney Family Museum. Authors and Disney historians Jeff Curdy and Paula Sigmund Lowry, who work closely with the museum founder Diane Disney Miller to determine the overall story and content for the museum's 10 galleries. So they're going to talk about the creation of the museum and their experiences with Diane and the wonderful challenge of bringing her dream to life. And this is on Saturday, October 11th at 3 p.m. It appears tickets are still available for that event. They also are um, for the little ones. The little open studio is Fun with Fall, where you'll be doing some projects revolving around fall. In the third week of October, the film of the month is Donald Duck and Friends, where you will have, uh, they'll be showing shorts of Donald and his pals like Chip and Dale and Pluto. Donald doesn't wear shorts. <laughs> Apple corn <true>. ice. <laughs> On the um, 16th and 17th, they, they have a special program, Animation Access Movie Night, from 4 to 6.30 p.m. And these are two free family movie nights, and it's a series of programs designed to introduce children and young adults affected by autism to the Walt Disney Family Museum. So come enjoy animation, art, and innovation in a welcoming environment. Um, advanced registration is required. All family members and siblings are welcome. This is a new initiative um, with the Walt Disney Family Museum, is special programs for autistic children so that they can experience the museum in a in a comfortable manner. The spotlight talks throughout the months will be on storyboarding. They also are going to have another talk on the on October twenty fifth, Animation Basics, Breaking Down the Magic. This is a I believe it's a three part series. So this part one is on the story, on developing the story um, for animation. Um, actually, it's a five-part series. So this part one covers how a film story is shaped and defined, how a script is developed, and the importance of concept art and how storyboards and animatics figure into the process. The speaker is Ronnie Del Carmen, who's a Pixar Animation Studios story artist and designer. Another program that the Walt Disney Family Museum is starting is actually a program for educators. And they are going to be having that on, um, I don't, on, I'm sorry, on the 18th. It's a teacher program, The Art of Storytelling, from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. So educators can sign up for that. On Friday, October 24th, is another special event, Animate Your Night. It's a Haunted Mansion Halloween 
and it says we've been dying to have you over pirates ghost ghouls and a new orleans vibe inhabit the walls of the museum for the months after hours party so you can celebrate the fifth anniversary in costume and enjoy everything there is at the museum they'll have eerie animation activities feisty food and special performances by the sea dogs and there will be a ghost host um, gallery tour so again um there's a there's a separate that's a separate ticketed event and finally in the last month of the year is uh, i should say in the last week of the month the film of the month is hallow's screen and that okay. is a um well that's the last two weeks of the month and that is a special uh you might remember it actually from the uh, you know Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color, where they it was a special that they ran every Halloween. It was a um, hair raising shorts and breakthrough animation techniques of some of Walt's most memorable characters, including um, you know you'll be seeing um, you know Ichabod Crane and the Headless Horseman. So that is what's going on at the Walt Disney's Family Museum in October. Very cool. Thank you, Michael. Yeah. Nancy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well. The password is murder. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Alan. It's nineteen thirty three. The bootlegged hooch should be easy to buy if you know who to ask. <laughs> While the rest of the country is standing in the breadlines, park your Packard and dine in delight with a few nefarious types at our Prohibition era speakeasy where it's not just the gas that's full of lead. <laughs> okay, this is uh, the um, this is the promo that Ralph Brennan's Jazz Kitchen is um, putting out for their special on Wednesday, October 22nd, 6 p.m., they are having a murder mystery show, and it's an interactive murder mystery show. So um, head on down to the Jazz Kitchen. You can reserve in advance starting now. It's 89 a person plus tax and service charge. It includes a champagne reception and four-course dinner. Um, and what you get for this amazing thing sounds pretty fabulous actually and using amazing and fabulous early once you um once you hear what's on the menu you'll say okay i can buy that um the reception menu is sweet tomato and basil bruschetta with mozzarella mushroom and goat cheese tartlets and coconut crusted shrimp with pepper jelly sauce the first course is their famous creole onion french soup their Creole onion soup, caramelized sweet onions, savory broth, croutons, Parmesan cheese. Second course is their French quarter salad, mixed greens, candy pecans, cherry tomatoes, and cider vinaigrette. Your entree choices are andouille and pretzel crusted pork tenderloin, goat cheese mashed potatoes, bacon braised turnip greens, Creole mustard beer blanc, or pecan crusted salmon with Cajun rice, seasonal vegetables, and Creole mustard butter sauce. Or New York grilled steak, fresh seasonal vegetables, garlic mash, and marchand du, uh, divin, divan sauce. Um, or 
Of course, if you're vegetarian, vegetarian pasta, jambalaya, seasonal vegetables, spinach, fettuccine, creole seasoning. Dessert, New Orleans bread pudding. And I believe, Tom, you said you like their bread pudding? I totally dislike bread pudding. Oh. I think it's me and Tony. Yeah. You like and Tony. Pudding. Okay. Oh, I, I like knew. it, too. Okay. I can't get go. past the texture of bread pudding. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, this also includes iced tea, hot tea, coffee, lemonade, and unlimited soft drinks. There is a full-service cash bar plus full wine list available. Um, for an extra $20, you can upgrade to what they call their celebration package. And this upgrades dessert to the their famous double chocolate bread pudding. Plus, you get a special mention in the show newspaper and an official show poster personalized and signed by the entire cast. Um, so if you want to celebrate something and do this as an event, pretty darn fabulous. Um, now, there are a few things to this. Um, obviously, you can reserve for this today. Contact their sales office at 714-563-7261. And they will require a credit card at time of call. There's a $25 charge for no-shows. 72-hour cancellation notice required, and entree ordered required at time of call. <laughs> so that's something good to know. Now, another thing that's really cool about this is dress for the event and win a prize. Anything from a pinstripe suited gangsters to 30s bon vivants to 20s flappers or 1930s Bonnie and Clyde. Prizes will be awarded for best female and male costume. Ooh. So this sounds like a really fun little event. Um, Especially at the Jazz Kitchen and Murder Mystery Dinner. Yep, it'll probably be held upstairs in, the, in their, their private room areas upstairs. It, can you imagine? It doesn't say how much how many people um, they're serving for, but holy goodness. That just and sounds like a lot of fun. I've been to a murder mystery dinner, and it was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. And I oh, would, yeah. If, if I could find people to go to this, because um, it's, it's always fun if you go with... Um, a group, yeah, a group of people. Mm -hmm. I when I went, it was uh, Nick Kelly and Nick's girlfriend Yasmin and I. We had gone and and I paid a little bit extra so that they would be um, chosen. And they had no idea, so they were like, "What the heck's happening?" So it it is audience participation in these type events, and they're a lot of fun. If if you guys have never been, you should. Carol, Carol and I have gone to a number of them, and they are—they're great fun. Especially if the cat—if it's a good script and the cast is really into it. Mm -hmm. I once won an award in one. I got the "haven't got a clue" award because I was so <laughs> off in my guess. <laughs> nice. oh, that is funny. But really, the Jazz Kitchen, whenever they throw any of these activities or even Halloween. Um, haunted house decorating, the ginger Christmas gingerbread house decorating, any of these things we've been to with them, they've really been phenomenally put on, and the folks there are so nice. They really are. So I would definitely, if you want something interesting and unique for your Disney vacation that week, 
you know, definitely look into this. It starts at 6 o'clock. Um, so you need to be out of the park and ready to go. Um, but certainly give it a shot. And once again, the password is murder. I think Nancy, I will go next. (laughs) This year's Anaheim Fall Festival takes place in downtown Anaheim on October 25th. Uh, visit craft booths, play games, variety of foods, trinkets, and treasures. Um, you also have uh, time-honored favorites such as a children's costume contest, a doggy costume contest, story time, a pumpkin patch, and Nancy's favorite potbelly pigs. Woo-hoo! Plus the Miss Anaheim Fall Festival contest. Um, so the festival takes also uh, downtown in that area is a I, I believe it's a haunted maze called Motel Six Feet Under, and that's going on uh, the days before and after as well. But it'll be happening that night. Uh, the festival takes place from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m., and then following the festival at 6 p.m. is the Anaheim Halloween Parade. Yay! So that and the Yay. parade this is celebrating its 90th anniversary this year. How so. cool is that? That is very very cool. I'm on uh, Kevin and Jody's Facebook pages, mm-hmm. and they've been um, sharing some of the things they've been building for the parade, or designing, rather, for the parade, and it looks like it's so much fun. All right, that is going to do it for Rapid Fires. Time for our Thread of the Week, Marjo. Well, this one's kind of in our theme today. This one comes from Dolph. It's on about the cockroaches? Board. No. Oh. He put stuck on a ride for 90 minutes. <laughs> Oh, was it on the um, was it on Mickey's Fun Wheel? Nope. Well, he's talking about it, and he says, "So, with the recent news of people being stuck on Mickey's Fun Wheel for ninety minutes, I was thinking, if I were to be stuck on a ride, which one would I prefer?" Ooh. Put your thinking caps on, guys. Ooh. I think mm. I would enjoy sitting and staring at the ballroom scene in the haunted mansion. If you had to be stuck on a ride for ninety minutes and could choose, which one would it be, and why? So I thought I'd go around California and ask you guys, but I'm going to ask two. This is going to be two parts. If you were to be stuck on a ride, which one would you prefer? And which one would you hate to be stuck on? (laughs) So think this is 90 minutes. So let's start with Michael. I would hate to be stuck on the submarines (laughs) inside a submarine for 90 minutes. (laughs) Um. It's, I'd be calling out and swimming. Hmm? You get to you, you get to know your neighbors really well on that one. I know. Could I, you imagine ninety minutes in the submarine? No, no. I mean, I can think of other dreadful places, but like you know, on on a roller coaster or something. But trapped in a little submarine would be tough. Okay. But um, I'm trying to think of where I wouldn't mind being for ninety minutes. Because it has to be something that's, like, really interesting. I, I would have to agree that Haunted Mansion and, yeah, the ballroom scene, if it was still running, even if it wasn't, it'd be interesting. So um, either the ballroom scene or, or somewhere interesting in the cemetery. Could you imagine being in the ballroom scene and they turn on the lights and you could see what's really on all those yeah. uh, well, see, when I broke down once in Pinocchio and we had to go through it, I could see the Pepper's ghost effect for the Blue yeah. Fairy. So I finally saw how it works, and that, that was cool. 
So, well, you um, just you just ruined the magic for me. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> well, it's no so much. It was so much fun. I got stuck on Pinocchio um, in the uh, in the final room, and got to um, got to walk out through all the little um, all the little clock cuckoo, cuckoo clocks and see all those little cuckoo clocks up close. That was so fun. That's that's my favorite scene in the whole attraction. Can you imagine being stuck yeah, in front of room. Monstro? <laughs> or in the creepy in yeah. the creepy pleasure island scene. <laughs> Ew. Okay, so so Michael, you're picking your favorite again was the Haunted Mansion. It would be in the Haunted Mansion, but I would have to be in an interesting place, not behind a pole or in a corridor. I mean it would have to be yeah, overlooking the ballroom or in an interesting spot in the cemetery. Okay. Good. And then no for the submarines, that's their absolute worst. I would not want to be in the subs, yeah. Okay. Nancy, what about oh you? Oh, God, you had to come to me next. Um, you know, I was actually thinking about, you know, someplace you wouldn't necessarily mind getting stuck. And frankly, Space Mountain in the dark with the fact that you have a headrest... Especially if you were going uphill <laughs> and they didn't turn on the lights for a while. I'd be good with that. I'd be happy with a nice nap. <laughs> and which one would you hate? Um, that was a nice perspective, by the way. Oh, my God. 90 minutes. Which one would just... Would not be your happy place. <laughs> There's a lot of... Um... Ooh, I would say someplace where they couldn't get me out of. Um, well, you're stuck 90 minutes, so stop thinking logic. I know, I know, exactly. Uh, I gotta admit, the subs is a big winner on that one. It is, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, you're, you're, especially if you're stuck in the building, where, in the building portion where it's really difficult to get you out in the show building. I... I just have this vision of you and Michael with your faces pressed against the glass and the submarine saying, get me out, you know, just, <laughs> anyway, just, just a visual I just had. What about you, Tom? Um, I would, I was also going to say I would want to be stuck in Space Mountain, but I would want the lights on so I can see the track and, and look at how the track, inter, you know, loops through each other and all that. I just would, I think that'd be really cool to be able to study that. That would be cool. And then, and where would you hate nah. to be? Um, I was thinking of two different ones. One would be like the Hell Room and Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Oh. <laughs> the other would be any room where the animals are singing in Splash Mountain. Over and over and over. Over and over and over and over. And over. I'm surprised nobody said that. It's said small, small world. world. You know, yeah. small world just doesn't bother me. Yeah, no, I that one doesn't bother me as much as how do you do? I haven't actually yeah, been on this Splash Mountain. Oh, it's it's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Okay, so for, yep. for me, not that I'm competitive or anything, yeah. I would want to be stuck in a good room on um, Buzz Lightyear's Astro Blast. Oh, oh, totally. Oh, nice. not that you're not competitive. Oh, you are so <laughs> rabid when it comes to that. 
And I would want to be where I could shoot it. How many medals do you have from Disney Cruise Line? Come on now. Except if the whole room goes down. If the whole thing is down, down, it's a moot point. No, 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 we're not talking about anything being down. And then where I would hate to be, there's. I also have a couple. Um, my first thought was the monorail. I would hate to be stuck in. Oh the yeah, yeah. Sitting on there, especially on a hot or a cold day, because it's just not comfortable. There's no air conditioning. Yeah. No. Or and I was thinking, although I love California Screaming, I would hate to be caught upside down. Yes. Stuck <laughs> on the loop. Otherwise, the the roller coaster wouldn't bother me. But I was just thinking, guy, what if you were upside down? Like those people were in some, I forgot what attraction it was, but they were upside down for a while and they had to get them out. Like what, yeah, what if you were stuck for 90 minutes on, on Silly Symphony Swings? Uh, just hanging there? Yeah. And you couldn't like adjust oh, your just position. Hanging, just hanging wouldn't bother me. I'd be swinging back and forth and singing. <laughs> and You'd be looking. bashing into your neighbor. But if you were, oh, that's an idea. And if you, if you had to go to the bathroom, just go in the lagoon. Oh, <laughs> you went there, Michael. <laughs> um, well, not yet. <laughs> Actually, what would be uncomfortable would be the Zephyr. Getting stuck on the Zephyr and not being able to get off the Zephyr. Because those seats are hard. I mean, it's not... Yeah, and your feet aren't dangling. They're just kind of stuck in there. Oh, oh, what about uh, Goofy Sky School? Holy smokes, that's like being in, in a tin can. Well, and the seats yeah, aren't that, that high either, are they? In Goofy Sky School, they can be. Nick got stuck on there, and he had to walk down the the, the stairs, and he was a little boy at that time. Scared the heck out of me. Or I was concerned. Mm-hmm. But for anybody who would like to um, contribute to the thread or read what are some of the other people's uh, favorites or absolute horrors, um, the thread is called Stuck on a Ride for 90 Minutes. It's on the Disneyland board, and we will have a link in our show notes. Excellent. And our show notes page is disunplug.com and just click on the link for the October, what is this, ninth episode. And we'll have <laughs> that link, sorry, that link will be in there. Thank you, Mary Jo. Thank you, team. That is going to do it for this segment of the Dis Unplugged. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disneyland is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening. <laughs>